Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, how many are excited this year, this week, it's going to be Thanksgiving week. That's my favorite holiday of the year. My daughters would differ with me. They like Christmas. Uh, That's obvious reasons, but I've always loved Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday of the year, and um, for most of us, and I think for all of us, it's going to be done a little bit differently this year, right? We're going to not be having the big full table of people that you normally would have at your table. Probably will be done differently, but we should still be thankful, amen? We still have reasons to be thankful for. If we're honest with each other, we'd all say that 2020 has not been easy. It has been a a struggle um, with relationships. Um, You know, initially in the quarantine, I was out of work for about two months. I I have my work full time that I do in Napa. And guess what? My my wife was also out of work. And uh, we got to spend a lot of quality time together. Everybody say yes. (laughs) And um, I want to tell you, if you're not ready for that, that can hit you pretty hard, or you gotta figure some things out real quick. Let me just tell you that. So there were some great moments during that time, but we all wanna get back to normal, don't we? Yes. Whatever normal is. And I'll tell you again, I was told a long time ago that normal is just the setting on a dryer. That's all that normal is. Is really, is there a normal? I don't know if there's a normal. So again, we have much to be thankful for. We've survived this year of 2020. We've known people, maybe some of you have lost, you know, had your hours cut back, possibly lost a job or got your shift changed because of COVID-19. You've got bills that are piling on, possibly late missed payments because of that. You've known people probably that have come down with COVID-19 or hopefully not, but maybe you've known some people that have passed away from COVID-19. It's been a challenging year, hasn't it, for all of us. And on top of that, we've had the shortages of toilet paper and necessary items early on, which have now come back again. Go figure, right? Who? I don't know what's going on in this world. So if anybody has it, no, never mind. We got plenty at our house. I think we do right now. But 2020 has been a difficult year, but through it all, we still have much to be thankful for. Amen? I don't want you to lose perspective of that because we can get so caught up in in the headlines of the division politically, racially, COVID-19, what you can do, what you can't do, curfews here, curfews there, you can't gather inside, but yet other other places of business can gather with 200 people inside. I'm just thinking, you know, Costco, Best Buy, they have... 100 people in there at any given time, yet we can't be in the church building, right? But that's another topic. We have much to be thankful for. Again, we have to have and develop a spirit of thankfulness. And sometimes with a year like this year, it can be hard to come by a spirit of thankfulness. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. We have a couple of people that recently have had some issues uh, in our in the body of our church, for example, uh, Brother Garland lost both his parents this year, just recently. Just lost his dad a couple weeks ago. 
I believe yesterday was the funeral for his father. And just a, a couple of months ago, he lost his mother. So both parents gone. And in the middle of all that's going on, on top of that, we have uh, another brother, Bill, who just broke his leg. A freak accident, and he broke his leg. On top of everything that's been going on in his family and in, in everybody's family. But again, we have much reason to be thankful. Amen. Look at your neighbor here. If you're sitting in a car or sitting down here, just tell them, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I want to read a scripture text that we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be speaking out of. It's found in 1 Thessalonians. If you have a Bible or electronic device, you may want to turn there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading verses 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 16. And this is the New King James Version that I'm going to be reading. I like the, the way it describes it here. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. Can you say that with me first of all? Rejoice always. Verse 17, Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, and we again come before you and we pray that uh, we would open up our hearts to receive your word. Now I pray, give us uh, anointing to our hearing, to our understanding. Give me the words to speak, Lord, to declare your word this afternoon. And Father, we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rejoice always. Don't just rejoice when the Raiders win. Don't just rejoice when the Niners win, when, the, when your favorite team wins, or when you know you're going to go to Disneyland, maybe next year, I don't know. But rejoice always. And you know what's amazing, and we've been studying this in our weekly Zoom meetings, we've been talking about the book of Philippians. And Paul, the same person who writes this, is, is, is you know, in the book of Philippians, he was in prison when he was writing this letter. And he was telling the people at that time, rejoice. And here he is in the middle of this time as well, reminding people, the Thessalonians, rejoice. Now, if anybody had any reason to not rejoice, it'd be Paul. He, he was shipwrecked, beaten, thrown in jail, treated like a prisoner of that time and age. It wasn't three hots in a cot like nowadays, you know, where they take good care of you and, uh, and give you medical coverage and, and, and take really good care of you. It wasn't like that. So here he is telling people, rejoice, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's what I want to talk to you today about. Give thanks in everything. Yes, give thanks in the middle of 2020, in the middle of COVID-19. Give thanks. You have a sound mind and a sound body, each of you that I'm looking at right here. You came today. Those that are online, you have a sound mind. COVID-19 has not affected you physically. In the name of Jesus, I pray that for everyone here, that it's a blessing upon you, a covering upon you. But here's, here's our problem. It's so much easier to complain and grumble, right? It comes right out of our, our lips. Even on the way here, some of you may have been complaining. Come on, hurry up. We're not going to get there on time. Come on, I told you to wear this. You know, if you have a child. Or, come on, I thought we were leaving. No, give me another 10 minutes. 
we were complaining and grumbling, right? It's so easy to do that. We go to the store and we complain about having to wear a mask. We go to the store and we complain when they're out of toilet paper at Costco, like happened the other day when we went. We, we go to the store and complain of the long lines at Walmart because it's so much easier to complain. But did you know that complaining is the opposite of giving thanks? See, Paul is reminding us, in everything, give thanks. What he's really saying is, quit your complaining. Quit your belly aching complaining and learn to have an attitude of gratitude. Yes. That's what he's really trying to tell us, is learn to, to give thanks. So I want to just cover a few quick points here in the next few minutes. The first one is, regular, regularly practice giving thanks. Say that ten times in a row. Practice giving thanks regularly, okay? Do you do that all the time? You know, one of the things I do, uh, how many know this, that you go into stores and even store clerks are beat up. They feel beat up. They don't get appreciated, right? Um, they, a lot of them, different places, they'll have a bad attitude, a sour attitude. They ring you up. They don't even say hi, they don't say thank you or bye or have a great day. Not that I'm expecting that, but it just looks like they have a bad attitude. So I, I have this practice that I usually do. My kids have seen this. I read their name tag and if it says Reuben, I say, hey, thanks Reuben, have a great day. And it just catches them off guard because they're not expecting that. Because most people give them an attitude back, but when you take the time to thank them just for their job. They're doing their job. So you may be thinking, I don't need to thank them. They're doing their job. Yes. But go above and beyond. Be thankful. Even though I just paid $20 for something that two years ago may have cost me 10 bucks. Be thankful. Instead of complaining, be thankful. Amen? We should regularly practice giving thanks. We need to make a habit of expressing gratitude. Easier said than done. So much easier to criticize than to give thanks. See, our, our critical uh, thinking sometimes is our default position. Sometimes that's where we're at, where we start off at. And we have to get out of that. It's like, um, it's like putting a, a, setting a tool to a certain uh, dial. And, and that's where you're at all the time. Your default position is being critical. Sometimes you just have to undo that that setting so that you can be in a setting of thankfulness thankfulness amen it's not easy it's it's actually rewiring your brain and talk about a year where we've had to think differently it's this year of 2020 things are not the same as you well know we have to learn to be thankful um, life is not granted to any one of us tomorrow is not granted to any one of us and I'm not worried about that. I know as believers, and you know this as well, our last breath here is our first breath in heaven. So how can that be a bad thing? Amen? Just remember that. So first, the first point was regularly practice giving thanks. Make that a regular custom of yours. The second one is express gratitude regardless of the situation regardless of the situation. That scripture text I read, Paul says, give thanks in all things. Give thanks in everything. In everything, give them thanks. 
because it is the will of God for your life. But again, if we're honest, it's hard to give thanks sometimes when we don't see the big picture. Because all we can see is just right what's in front of us. It's hard to, to give thanks when, when our manager gives us a bad review. Or when our shift may change. Or when our hours are extended. You know, you're having to work uh, another shift, a double shift. Or you're having to work extra hours. It's hard to give thanks for that. But can you just say, thank you Lord for a job? Thank you, Lord, that you protect and cover me, my family, and provide for me. Instead of grumbling and complaining, like, are you kidding me? That's, that's our first reaction oftentimes. We can't look at every situation and clearly understand why it's happening at that moment. Sometimes it takes stepping back and looking at the big picture, as I mentioned, and realizing, okay, I get it. I, I see what's happening here. See, there's a scripture that reminds us of this, and it's found in Romans chapter 8. And you know the scripture well. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And then the NIV version, it says it this way. And we know that in all things, everybody say all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So that means that when your car breaks down on the highway, God's working something out for the good of you, for, for your good. Now, in the middle of that, you're saying, how could this be good? I'm broken down on Highway 80. It's raining. I mean, logically, you would think there's nothing good that's coming out of that. But you may not know that that tow truck driver that's going to help you may need to hear an encouraging word from you at that moment. You may not know that that person that you go to to go buy a new tire from may need an encouraging word from you at that moment. And God orchestrated all that so that you could be used by Him. Yes. Amen? Yes. See, He's redeeming the situation as in, a, in that situation and He's sustaining us through it. In our own little world, we fail to see the big picture. God is in control and He is doing things behind the scene that most of the time we are unaware of. I can only think, and I, I know my brother's not here today, Brother Bill, when he broke his leg, he, he had a freak accident, somebody hit him, lightly, but it broke his leg. And I'm, think, I'm sure he's thinking, are you kidding me? You hit me, and now you broke my leg, now I'm going to be off of work? But I don't know that God's not trying to bring that relationship with that person. It was a family member, right? Maybe restore a relationship, maybe greatly increase that relationship with that person. Maybe he's spending more time at home. Maybe he's doing other things that will, will help build him up, sustain him in his relationship with his, with his family. There are so many things that God is doing at work that we are never aware of. Amen. All we see is just the immediate thing of what happened, of what took place. There is a bigger picture. God in His mercy is working on our behalf. Can I get an amen? The third point is, praise God when all is well. Praise God when all is well. How many could, just with a show of hands here, say, even though COVID-19 is here, quarantine is here, I, I'm doing all right. Raise your hand if that's you. Okay, It may not be all of you, and that's fine. But here's the thing that we do. 
for, we take it for granted when things are well, when we have our health, when we're still working, when the bills are being paid, when, you know, everybody loves you, even the dog comes to you and, and licks you up and everybody's happy. We can sometimes fail to say thank you, Jesus, because we take life for granted. We can take situations for granted. That's when it's most important that we say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that job that you gave me. Lord, thank you even more importantly for my spouse that you gave me, that we met on such such day. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my relatives, my family. Thank you for my pets. And on and on and on and on. We tend to take things for granted when things are going well. Because the opposite of that is when we, we stumble, when we fall, when we, when we have things happen to us, we complain. We say, Lord, why? Why, Lord? But yet when things are going well, why can't we just say, Lord, thank you? Thank you, Lord, for life, for a sound mind, for a healthy body. Thank you, Lord, for parents that are in their mid-80s. My parents are 87 and 86, 85 and 87, and they're doing great. They're doing wonderful right now. Thank you for my brother, Ruben, who's 59, going to be 60 this year. Thank you for my sisters, Irene and Yolanda. Thank you for Yolanda, who was given six months to live over 12 years ago, and she's still a miracle-working Christian right now, believer, thanks to God. Amen. You know, I go on and on and on. Thank you, for Lord, for healing marriages in our church here in this place. Marriages have been healed. We need to thank God. Not just when, when things are falling apart and seeking, but thank Him when things are going well. Thank Him for that. Praise God when all of life is going well. Most of us are conditioned to believe that life will go well. We don't go out the door every morning and think that all the bad things that could happen to you, you don't naturally we don't think that way but when life runs smoothly we don't tend to see this as God's gift to us because we take life for granted God is giving you a gift every day when life goes smoothly if today has gone smoothly and you end up going home and, and you have a wonderful Sunday evening and the Raiders win tonight for those of you that are Raider fans and uh, you go on to have a wonderful Thanksgiving meal this Thursday with your immediate family Give God thanks. That was God's gift to you. Today was God's gift to you. Are you thanking Him? Do you have that attitude of gratitude? That in the middle of this year, you could still say, thank you, Lord. And then, here's the other point. Here's the other thing to that point. We don't often see His protection or His guidance. How He's, how he's guiding us to to still waters and greener pastures when things are going well. We, we tend to just take that for granted. Yet, here you are, those that raise their hand that things are going okay, things are going all right. God's guiding you. He's protecting you. He's helping you get there. He helped get you here today safely. He's going to help you get home safely. And He's going to carry you the rest of this week. Amen? And here's uh, our next point. Learn to see how bad experiences can produce good outcomes. Now, that's a tough one, I'll grant it, but 
it's probably the, the key to giving thanks. It's this one here. It can be hard to believe that in the middle of turmoil, in the middle of 2020, in the middle of a bad experience, that any good can possibly come out of it. I reflect back when we all got quarantined initially in the beginning of the year. Remember March and April, those early months? And for most of us, they, they shut us down. Uh, if, unless you were in the health field, medical field, they shut you down from your workplace. You couldn't work. And we had some wonderful times in my immediate family. We were spending more time together. We were having good conversations, actual deep conversations about life. And that was wonderful that they weren't normally or naturally taking place as much as they did during that quarantine. And those were good things that came out of a negative scenario. So when you're in the middle of a bad scenario, in the middle of turmoil, look for the bright spots. It's not all bad. God has not deserted you. He said in His Word, He will not leave you nor forsake you. He's walking with you. Amen? It's extremely tough to see the good in the middle of a bad experience. And it's usually not until later, not until the events have happened, that you can stand back and see, okay, I see, I see the good that came out of that. I remember when I was younger, before I met my wife, before I was a believer, I was, I was married, I got married at a young age, and then I ended up getting divorced in my 20s, my, in my late 20s, mid-20s, mid and then I went to go live in, with my mom and dad. I went and I lived there for, I believe, for a couple of years, and I'm thinking, this is terrible. You know, what child wants to go back and live with mom and dad? None of us do, but that's the reality. Sometimes we end up doing that. So I'm, I'm thinking, what? This is just absolutely terrible. But I didn't know at that time that God was going to use me to help witness to them. See, they weren't saved. And I was able to witness to my mom and my dad and my brother and my sisters. And eventually, uh, my mom got saved that, that year. Um, my dad got saved a couple years later. My sisters got saved around the same time my mom did. And my brother got saved about 10 years after that. But they all got saved. God used a good thing out of what I thought was a bad thing. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it takes some time standing back and looking at the big picture and realizing God can still use that. God can still use you in the middle of whatever turmoil you may be going through. So let's give God thanks for that. Let's have an attitude of gratitude. And then my last point here as I head to closing here is Make gratitude a part of your interactions with other people. Think about that. Your interactions with others at work, at home, are they thankful? Do you ever just come up to you, your kids and say, Hey, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that God blessed me with you, my daughter, my son. Uh, honey, I'm thankful that God blessed you as my wife. And on and on and on. Do you just do that normally? Or are you, do you have to be prompted? Do they have to tell you first? In other words, for you to respond. Let's develop an attitude of gratitude. Amen? Yes. How many here have ever heard of Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback Church? Raise your hands. If you, yeah, most of you have heard of him. He said the following. He said once, to appreciate means to raise in value. 
That's not only true of things, it's true of people. So when you appreciate somebody and you, and you give thanks for them, you're actually raising their value. Not in your eyes and in their eyes, more importantly. Some young kids nowadays, especially young kids, have never been appreciated by anybody. And you see that we were foster parents. We saw that all the time. Uh, my brother also was a foster parent. He saw that. Kids were never appreciated. And it, it uh, blew their mind when you told them that you appreciated them, that you thanked them, and you, you showed love to them. It would blow them away. They didn't know how to receive that. And so we ought to learn to appreciate each other. Amen? Again, we raise our value when we appreciate each other. Make it a regular practice to say thank you to people in your life. Like I do at the stores. I, well, I did that yesterday at Pep Boys. At the, I went to get some auto parts. And I saw the guy's name. His name was Nick. And I said, hey, Nick, thanks. Have a great day. He just looked at me. And he was a nice guy, but he wasn't expecting that. Next time you go into Trader Joe's, say the same thing. Say, hey, Brenda, thank you. Have a great day. I'm sure she would love that. Amen. Now, having said that, thanksgiving or an attitude of gratitude with those around you, that's actually a superpower. Because you don't see that in this world. Don't you wish our politicians had an attitude of gratitude? It doesn't matter what line you're on, what side you're on. If we only had an attitude of gratitude, wouldn't this place be a better world? Much better world. And here, each of us can have an attitude of gratitude. Let us start in your homes this week. Let us start this, this, this day. Don't wait for Thanksgiving Thursday. Let us start today. Amen? As we embark on this Thanksgiving week, let's strive to be more thankful. And every year, I challenge you to do the same thing we've done in my household for years, is when you gather at that table, with whoever you gather with, we have the custom in our house of we take the time and every person in that table gives thanks for, for something. So we, I usually start and I just begin to say, Lord, uh, or I'm thankful for, for these, for my wife, for my children, and why I'm thankful. I don't just say I'm thankful for Anna, my wife. <coughs> I, I begin to say why I'm thankful. And then we go around the table and everybody shares a reason why they're thankful. Let me tell you, it, it, it will help promote a spirit of gratitude. Amen? Spirit of gratitude has to be, has to be developed. It has to be fostered. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't occur. You have to create it. You have to go out of your way to create that. Because the natural thing to do is to complain, to grumble, to just not say anything. So I would encourage you this Thanksgiving, and you can do it today, do it tonight, do it at your table tonight if you want, but for sure do it on Thanksgiving Thursday. Take the time to give thanks for each other, and then what you do is you begin to reflect Christ in you. You reflect Christ to others. You begin to become a shining light to those around you. Amen? How many want to have that there? How many want to do that this Thanksgiving? Will you do that with me? Just go around your table and just give thanks. And uh, let me tell you, and let me remind you, tears may flow from some that never shed tears. Tears may flow, and that's okay. 
those are special God moments that you will have with your family. And let me tell you, they are so rewarding, you'll never forget those moments. Amen? So again, let's do that this Thanksgiving. Let's express to each other why we're thankful. And in closing, I want to pray, and then we're going to close with our blessing that I give you every every Sunday. So let's bow our heads one more time. Father, again, we thank you for this day, and I, and I pray, Lord, that you would help us to develop that attitude of gratitude. It's, it's not always easy, nor does it come natural for some of us. Some of us, it, it's more of a struggle. But Lord, I pray that we would re be reminded every day of all the blessings you give us. And I'm not talking material things, Lord. I'm talking simple things like life and, uh, and just the clarity, just wisdom, Lord. I thank you for that today. I thank you for each person here today. Took the time to be here, whether online, in person, in their cars. Lord, I pray your blessing upon their home this week, that they would share with each other, and may they have special moments as they each express an attitude of gratitude. May you bless those families, Father. And God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this week. And as always, Lord, I pray this blessing over each one of them. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We really do with each of your families. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.